Luis Severino is a Met. Yeah, that's going to take some getting used to. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. And with me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, it's Friday again. <laughs> It is. It's almost like it comes every week or something. Hey, folks, thanks for clicking on the show here today. Really appreciate it. As always, we're still five days a week through this week and through the winter meetings. So make sure to hit subscribe. If you're into that kind of thing, Stacy, on today's show, it's Friday, like you said. So we have our fan mail questions that we need to get to. We're going to be talking Soto, Tani. We're going to talk about some prospects here today. And we'll have a little bit of fun with a question later on at the end of the show. But Stacy, of course, Luis Severino, uh, weirdly enough, right after we recorded yesterday's episode, like an Literally. hour after we recorded, um, <laughs> yeah. signs a deal with the New York Mets, a one-year, $13 million contract. And uh, for every dares who've been following the show here in the offseason, we love you, but you've heard me talk about the MLB trade rumors, uh, projections of contracts. Sevy signs one-year, 13 mil. MLB trade rumors projected one year, 14 mil. So their crystal ball continues to be perfect. Um, so <laughs> Stacy, of course, we'll get into Sevy's career with the Yankees and how it all shook out in 2023. But just your reaction, seeing him in, in blue and orange, like what it's a, uh, it's different. Uh -huh. It's, I had a feeling this was going to happen. I felt like if any team was going to give him a flyer, it would be the Mets. Uh, but it feels very weird and it looks really weird. You know, we have a picture up in our rundown of him photoshopped into a Mets uniform. And it's just like really uncomfortable for me right now. Um, feels like Dell and Batances going to the Mets. Like it just doesn't seem right. But I'm happy for him. I really hope he works things out. Um, you know, it'll be interesting though to see how he does with the Mets and especially when the subway series rolls around and how he does against the Yankees <laughs> yeah if we end up seeing him obviously right that's true it's only four it's only four games now <laughs> yeah. in the subway series so it might not he might actually be skipped or something in the rotation yeah might just not line up the way that way yeah. but it would be pretty interesting to see him uh pitch at Yankee Stadium in a different uniform that mm -hmm. would be bizarre especially that uniform yeah. um this this signing makes a decent amount of sense for the Mets um 13 mil is not the most money in baseball terms um it's a pretty low buy obviously it could not work out at all but that's the case for a one year that mm -hmm. makes sense in that front um it makes sense because the Mets aren't fully anticipated to um compete at a high level in 2024 so that makes sense right. if Sevy ends up hitting and being good then that's a great trade asset at the de deadline so it makes a lot of sense for the Mets. Um, I'm happy for Sevy. I hope he's able to figure it out. Hopefully, you know, a fresh coat of paint and uh, and a new mindset and a new world to to go to can can kind of find that that spark again because clearly he was going through it last season. Um, I, I kind of think of this as uh, let, let's let's coin this term uh, a Bellinger deal, hoping mm. for a Bellinger deal. 
uh, where, you know, he signs a, a one year, he goes somewhere new and finds lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Let's hope for him. Uh, that's only, only good things to say about Luis Severino. So, but Stacy, when we look back at his Yankees career, um, let, let's start with the 2023 season, just from your vantage point, we've had some time to now kind of reflect on this. And when you look back at 2023, it definitely feels like the worst possible outcome that you could have had to end his career in pinstripes. Yeah. You know, just everything about it was bad. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really, it was just you were hoping that he'd have a stronger year because it was you knew it was the last year. Usually when it's a walk year for a guy, it's that's where they kind of put on a show in a way because they know, oh, all right, I'm I'm making my case for other teams to look at me. And it was really like he's like the worst possible scenario for him between the injuries and then the not performing well. And, uh, you know, I saw it in spring training. <laughs> when I watched him pitch and all the troubles that he had early in the game. And it just kept being that way throughout the season when he was pitching, because that's the other problem with Luis Severino. It's always Luis Severino, if he's healthy. And we made that joke a few times before the season even started because of uh, the injury problem. So 2023 was a disaster between the performance and you touched upon it briefly, the the mental part of it, because he came out after a lot of those performances and he spoke to the media, which I give these guys credit when they're not doing well and they still come out and talk to the beat writers. And he was really open to like letting them know that this is the worst I've ever felt. I don't know what is, I, that's the other thing. I don't know what is going on. I'm trying to get better and I can't figure out what's wrong. We saw like a different Luis Severino in 2023. So I'm hoping that the change of scenery will help him improve from 2023 because woof, that was like nearly rock bottom for him. Actually, I think it was rock bottom for him. No, really. that was rock bottom. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, hopefully, hopefully uh, that is rock bottom for him. It doesn't go any worse in uh, in Queens. Yeah. Uh, I really hope that they're able to correct the delivery things. We talked about the delivery a lot here and just like the pep in his step quite literally. Like, you know how he comes off of the mound, like he hops off mm -hmm. of the rubber. That was like gone last year. And I was like, come on, man. Like, where's that energy? You just didn't have it. And I don't know. There were some very, very light flashes of it every now and then where it's like, oh, he had a good ending. Yeah. Uh, it was like at that point. But clearly, like, the, the ends aren't – like, the end of this is not like the peak, clearly. So when you think peak Sevy and all the hype surrounding him and when he was at his best in New York, like what are you going to remember the, the most? Like which seasons, which games, like what what is his uh, lasting image for you uh, with the Yankees? <sighs> well, when he was healthy, he was really, really good when he was healthy and fiery. Like you said, he had that jump that he used to do off the mound when he'd get like a really big strikeout to end a threat in a playoff game or even just a big game against like someone like Boston or Houston or something like that. And the two games that I remember the most from him, and they're both completely different, even though it's the same game, the wild card game in 2017 and the wild card game in 2018 against the twins. He's knocked out in the first inning, gives up three runs. I think it was a third of an inning that he pitched. It was just a nightmare. Now the Yankees, we all know, ended up winning that game. They came back and won the next year. People were questioning the decision Boone's decision in his first year as manager 
are you sure you want to go to Seve in the wild card game? Like, are, are you positive? And, you know, it wasn't like a lights out performance, but, you know, four innings, no runs. Uh, he His pitch count was high against Oakland, which was a problem. He had four walks, but it was such a turnaround from the previous year. And I like that he was able to do that. And that showed me a lot about Luis Severino in those two games. Um, I just feel bad that his legacy as a Yankee is just he's going to be known for the guy whose potential was basically wasted because of so many injuries, because he did have those flashes when he was pitching, but that's the whole thing. It was when he was pitching and it wasn't that much. Yeah. You kind of throw him into the, uh, not to the same level and obviously completely different position and, and situation, but like Troy Tulowitzki, right? Mm. Think of Troy Tulowitzki's potential pre Yankees. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, uh, what, what could have been David Wright? If you want to stick in New York, yeah. it's just like, what could have been. And, um, those things hurt, man. Like those things are really real. Cause yes, as a fan base, you get upset when someone doesn't perform or they have a, a track record of not performing or, or a track record of being injured. But we saw it again, like you mentioned, with Sevy this season on his mental state. You very clearly saw that he was not feeling good at all. Mm-mm. So it's it's tough, dude. And and again, we're happy that he gets a second chance here, really, because I mean, I I was worried he was going to get a big league deal, like that he that he might not get a big league deal, like he might. I thought he might have gotten a minor league deal plus an invite. That's how far he had fallen this past season. And like you mentioned, past that 2018 wildcard game, that's when those injuries started to pile up and the Tommy Johns and it was right after the extension, right? Right after he signed the extension. So um, it's, it's a bummer that it ended the way that it did because you could have seen for years to come. This was the leader. Like this is pre Garrett Cole, obviously. So like, <laughs> yeah, this, this seemed like it was going to be the guy he um, was going to be the ace right judge was going to be the starting right fielder you had gary sanchez behind the plate you had greg bird as your first baseman like there was all this hopefulness for the baby bombers and that oh this is going to be the next generation and this is going to be what puts them over the top and they're finally going to make the world series they're finally going to do this and here we are how many years later and how many guys are still with the team one one guy the mm-hmm. longest tenured current yankee aaron judge <laughs> How quick that happens, huh? Mm -hmm. Um, Let us know how you're feeling about this. I'm sure this comes with some mixed emotions for a lot of Yankees fans because there is love for Seve. There still is that 17-18 love for Seve. But, man, the last five years, man, that extension, everything after that is is pretty tough uh i want to know how you're feeling uh in the comment section here on the youtube side of course it is fan mail friday so we're going to get to all of your questions here in just a second our lockdown yankees insiders have been sending a couple and you did as well on the youtube side so that's coming up next Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's an easy $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is a breeze to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and you can also combine prop bets on a game into a single-game parlay for even more fun and more chances to win 
big. This week is a bye week for the Giants, but not for the Jets. They'll be at home against the Atlanta Falcons. And because they're so close record-wise, the odds have changed since the beginning of the week. So the Falcons are only favored by 1.5 points, which is basically a wash. And the over-under is still set at 34. And the Yankees, because we're a baseball podcast, have 14 to 1 odds to win the 2024 World Series right now. And that's before they've made any upgrades. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Back now on Locked On Yankees. Hey, everydayers, coming up on Monday, it'll be day two of the winter meetings. So check us out. Come back on Monday. We'll be talking about what to expect the Yankees out of the Yankees this winter meetings. So make sure to stick around for that. Of course, if you're on the YouTube side or if you're on the audio side, you can always hop on over to YouTube and search for Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel if you need background music while you're at work, while you're making breakfast, while you're getting ready to put the kids down, all that stuff. Uh, go check it out, Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Stacy, it's Fan Mail Friday as always, so we need to get to some questions. Our first one is coming from Mr. Mallory94 on YouTube asking us, with the injury to Jason Dominguez, who is the next breakout star for the Yankees? Trying to look into our crystal ball. A little, little into our crystal ball here today, Stace. Um, I'm going to start, and I think it's going to come from the pitching front. Hmm. We we had that 2023 lull, right? After the deadline, we all felt it that, hey, where's all the guys? Where, where'd they go? Oh, <laughs> Chicago? Oakland? Got it. Uh, so so there, are, uh, there are clearly, um, we, we had that gap year. Right. Took a gap year. We found ourselves. Now we're ready to start school again. Uh, so I think it's going to come from the pitching front here, Stace. And the guy that I'm like, th this is a gamble, but I think it might be Drew Thorpe. Hmm. 2023 was so good for Drew Thorpe. That is my most anticipated prospect next season. So for everybody who watched all year and love, you know, fell in love with the Miners Monday segments, uh, this, this is an early preview. I am very excited to watch Drew Thorpe next year, wherever he is. If he starts in double a, which I figure he might, um, or if he starts in triple a, I am so excited to watch Drew Thorpe next season. And I think if the injury bug bites again, you might see him 40 man and screw it. Let's do this. Um, so I'm hoping that he continues what he did last season. If you don't know about Drew Thorpe, now you do go look him up. There are ridiculous numbers. He was unreal last season. Um, and I think the Yankees have a star in the making there. I'm I'm very excited to see what he brings next year. I am too now. I'm totally hyped up. <laughs> <laughs> My pick. I'm thinking Oswald Peraza is finally going to break out. I feel like he's finally going to have the chance to do something in the majors from spring training and make the opening day roster and finally show everyone what he's all about. Yeah, I I'm really hope hoping so. for it. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for it. But that's what I'm seeing in my crystal ball. I'm seeing Oswald Peraza showing people why the Yankees held on to him. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking Oswald Peraza rounding first at Fenway. Ooh, that's that's the Peraza I want to see. That's the Peraza I know and love. Yeah, I love that kid. I really <laughs> do. 
Uh, thank you, Mr. Mallory, for your question. I think this is the first time, maybe second time. Name sounds vaguely familiar. So thank you for joining the Fan Mail Friday family. If this is your first time, Stace, we're going to stick on the Peraza front. This next question is coming from Donald Exley, 1852 on YouTube, asking us, if Peraza does well in spring training, which would mean his bat improved on the MLB side? Would you prefer him to be your starting third baseman? Or do you still give the job to DJ, who has been declining with the defense and the bat for the past two years? Thank you, Donald, for your question. Stacey, where do you lean right now? Let's say Peraza has a good spring. Let's not say he's batting 600 or something dumb like that. Um, but like, where are you favoring? Like, are you favoring DJ over Oswald or flip flop that? I think I would flip flop that. Mainly because DJ's getting older. I know he had an improved second half. Thank God. Um, but I also feel like DJ can work well as a, uh, Rizzo's backup although we don't know how Rizzo's going to be so maybe DJ will be playing first like there might there might actually be a way for Peraza to play third and DJ to play first and not have to worry about this because we don't know what's going to be with Rizzo but I feel like that's what DJ was signed for all those years ago he wasn't supposed to be the superstar guy that they got at that first year and a half that they had him so I just want Peraza to have a chance I really hope he does well in spring training and I want it to be an easy choice for the Yankees to be like it's going to be Peraza and Volpe on that side of the <laughs> infield. I'm going to take this question and run in a different direction. Okay. If you will indulge me. Mm -hmm. So I almost, I almost made it a week, Stacy. I almost made it a week without uttering this name. During Brian Cashman's media frenzy <laughs> yeah. at the GM meetings, he got into an argument with Joel Sherman mm. over Fulpe played great out of spring training. Fulpe played great out of spring training. That's what he kept saying. He's like, Where, where's Oswald going to play? Where's Oswald going to play? And Joel Sherman's argument the whole time was like, the best player should play. And I really hope the Yankees can put that into their head. <laughs> the best player should play. Yeah. And spring training does not mean the next seven months are dictated by that three-week stretch. Right. Right. That's That's what got me about last season is – Yes, Volpe played better in February and March. <laughs> yes, he won the gold glove. We've sang his praises plenty of times. But the fact that Oswald never really got a chance last season, again, mm -hmm. again, that's two years now. What are you hanging on to him for then? Either right. he plays or he doesn't. Oswald's ready. It's time. He needs playing time in the majors now. And he got it at the end of last season, like you just said. We saw flashes of it, especially once his bat started turning around again because he started changing his mechanics back to what he's more comfortable with because they were trying to change him. Don't change it. I know. It was back to normal, and we saw the numbers climbing again, and he finished the season strong. And he's ready. He is ready. He's too good for AAA. He's not going to be this massive difference maker right now in the bigs, but it's time for him to get some damn playing time, man. It's just time. And if you're not ever going to do it, then get something for him. Blank or get off the pot with Oswald. Pretty much. Yeah. It's time. It's yeah. time. And again, I hope they get into their mind that the best player should play, not just from spring training, but onward. The best player should play. That's just how it is, man. And if Oswald's hitting better than DJ, then Oswald should play. If DJ's hitting better than Oswald, then probably the DJ, DJ should play. Yeah. Right? That's how it is. And I hope that they can come to that conclusion. Um, I've talked about it on this show too. I'm a little more aggressive in my lineup construction when it comes to what have you done for me lately? I'm more oh, aggressive yeah. than some. 
to my detriment, I'd imagine. That's also <laughs> one of the 500,000 reasons why I'm not a major league manager. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just hope that he gets a legitimate shot, a legitimate shot past spring training. And he doesn't just get sent to rotten music. Right. I don't want, I don't want Oswald to become flowed. Right. Right. I just don't want that to happen. Uh, it's, it's not fair to him. It wasn't fair to, uh, it wasn't fair to Esteban. It wasn't fair to Anduhar. And uh, Oswald deserves a chance. Yeah. Plain and simple. He is put in the work. He is good enough. And he deserves to be playing in Major League Baseball. That's that. Rant over. Uh, okay. We have a couple <laughs> more questions, including uh, some from our Lockdown Yankees insiders, uh, talking about Soto, Otani, and, of course, that fantasy question we wanted to get to to end the show. That's next. <laughs> Back now here on Locked on Yankees. Stacey, a couple more before we get out of here for the week here on Fan Mail Friday. This one coming from our Locked on Yankees insider, Betty, of course. Join the Locked on Yankees Insiders Club to guarantee answers to your questions either in text or on the show. Of course, there's a 14-day free trial in the episode description. We always give you an answer no matter what. This one coming from Betty. Stacy asking us, Soto and Otani would both bring excitement, talent, and revenue. So which one should the Yankees pursue? Could they still get Yamamoto as well? Load it up, boys. <laughs> uh, Stacy, why don't you go ahead and lead on this one? If you're if you're going Soto Otani or Otani, where are you making your investment? Oof. Obviously Ooh. in different realms right because it's trade versus free agency yeah um oof. oh god otani's like the best player ever <laughs> but he's coming off the surgery so he's really only doing half of what he normally does oh that's see this is oh god just this for is... a year just for a year just 2024 true true god i would prefer otani <laughs> Yeah. Right? Like And if you're thinking business only, Otani brings more than Soto oh, does. Yeah. Yeah. Just strictly business. Yeah. Which definitely I don't I don't care about. But Right. Gives, I know, but the Yankees will. Plus, yeah. you know, they always like doing um the uh different uh advertising deals with companies in Japan when they have a big Japanise player and you see the advertises advertisements Again, on the yeah. Angel Stadium filled. Mm -hmm. Filled yep. with Japanese ads. Yeah, it was like that with Matsui. And uh, did it continue with uh, Tanaka? I think so. And even Hiro Hiroki, and even Hiroki Kuroda. I loved Kuroda. Um, so yeah, Otani. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could they still get Yamamoto as well? Yeah. I mean, it seems like they're. It seems like Soto. Like let's let's get the Otani stuff out of here. From all the rumors that we know so far, and what we believe is true because you know it's that time of year mm. um it seems like yamamoto and soto exist on different planes yeah it doesn't seem like okay the yankees get yamamoto all right we're done leave right. soto out of this they seem like uh we can walk and chew gum at the same time mm -hmm. that's what it feels like here and obviously that makes sense they're two completely different positions <laughs> right so yeah two positions uh, they need help in yes yes i mean yeah, they need an outfielder. I was going to say they don't need an outfielder, but I was thinking Stanton, right? Mm, in a perfect mm, world, in a perfect world, yes, the Stanton problem isn't on your hands. Right. And then you get all three. Yes. 
<laughs> but, we don't live, but we don't live in a perfect world. We're not even no. close to that. So I imagine right now, if it all shakes out with Oswald at third, I think it you'll probably see DJ and uh, Stanton splitting DH duties. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe I Rizzo mean, just give him off his feet. Yes. I would but think so. I could totally see DJ Stanton as your mix for DH and you're just favoring DJ, probably. 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 Um, thank you, Betty, for your question. Appreciate it. Of course, she is a part of the Lockdown Yankees Insiders Club. One-on-one text messages with Stacy and myself. Insider info, pitch episode ideas, a whole bunch of really cool stuff, as well as prospect updates. You ain't getting prospect updates from any anybody else. We're the only ones. So join <laughs> that 14-day free trial. You can find it there. All right. Our last one here today, Stacey, this was a fun one, and I had to prepare for this one. Uh, this is coming from one of our friends on YouTube, Angelo Reina5336, telling us, a fun one for you guys. Ooh. In an alternate universe, Hal opened up the checkbook. He allowed Cashman to trade for both Soto and Trout while also signing both Otani and Candelario as free agents. What is your Yankee lineup? Okay, so I have a few. I, 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 had, to, I had to write this one down because I had to figure <laughs> out what was going on here. So Candelario is the wild card for me, like getting Jamer Candelario. Eh. Yeah. I'm not as sold. I'm not as sold. I, I'm cool with sticking with Oswald and DJ there over third. But yeah. regardless, I'm going to play in your world, Angelo. Okay. So this is what I have um, right now. I have Soto leading off and right. I have Trout batting second and center. Judge batting third and left. Yes, all your outfielders leading uh, top three of the order. Uh, <laughs> Otani's DHing in the cleanup spot. Uh, this is my where my first lineup is. Rizzo's at first playing, uh, playing first and batting fifth. I have Glaber at second, batting sixth. Then I have your catcher, whoever. Whoever that is. <laughs> Whoever's there. Put Boone back there. Don't care. Yeah. Uh, Candelario's over at third base, batting eighth. And Volpe's the shortstop, batting ninth. That is lineup number one. Lineup number two is basically the same, except for a couple of changes. Soto, Trout, Judge, Otani. Um, then I put DJ there. Hmm. Uh, then Glaber. And then the catcher, Candelario and Volpe. So right now it's that without Candelario, you can slide him out and put Oswald in. Also, if you're getting trout, Oswald's not part of your organization anymore. I'm just no. letting you know right now. Yeah, no. Um, I feel like I've the I don't know where Trout's market is at, if there even exists one. I don't think there really exists one, just to be totally frank with you. But I feel like the asking price is gonna be higher on trout than it is Soto. I think so like, too. The asking price on trout would have to be Warren, Beater, Thorpe, Peraza, Jones. And that's what it would take to get Trout. Yeah. Plus Crook. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One major leaguer. One yeah, major that would leaguer. be. And then Oswald ends up playing second for the Angels. It's it's Peraza um, and Zach Neto up the middle. And then whenever Anthony Rendon decides to play third base, he'll be there. <laughs> That's my fantasy world. That that's my lineup. Would you? Where where do you think? Do you think I've, I'm wrong? Do do you think I'm wrong, Stace? Like where are you at with that lineup? No, I think that's. I just think it's unbelievable that Glaber, because of all those other guys, would be so far down because he was one of yeah. their best hitters last year. It's yeah, just funny. He's in the sixth spot. Yeah, sixth spot. that's that's crazy. <laughs> also, notice didn't say Stanton. Nope, not once. <laughs> in either of those lineups, I, nope. I'm sorry. Stanton's a DH or he's a, a pinch hitter off the bench. Mm. And then if he gets on, you pinch run for him. Uh, yes. Obviously. That's an expensive pinch hitter. That is a very expensive pinch hitter. Yeah. 
<laughs> they would they if that happened and money didn't matter, which it shouldn't, but money didn't matter, they might just say bye. <laughs> they would just say bye and be like, whatever. Thank you for 2021. Thank you for 20 well, 2018. It was all right. Yeah, thank you for some of those bombs that you hit. That walk-off grand slam against the pirates is fun, but bye. <laughs> we have my yep. trap now. Bye. Yep. <laughs> Enjoy your time in uh, Cleveland or wherever you end up signing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that won't happen. None of that will happen. But I do like this. Um, yeah. It's, it's fun to dream. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to do this stuff. Because, I mean, dude, let me look. Come on. One, two, three, four, five. Your top six are all all-stars. Yeah. That's insane. That's an and insane you have another lineup. gold glove in the nine. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> A gold awesome. glove who it's, like may not hit for average, but you have an MVP but... batting seventh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like you might, yeah. I, I might even slide Glaber over DJ in the five spot and then move down. DJ mm. catcher batting eighth, move up Candelario. Yeah. I don't know, man. I love that catcher. Who cares what the order is? <laughs> who cares at that point, right? Yeah, with all those guys, yeah. doesn't matter. And it wouldn't matter anyway because Florial will be leading off in center field because four of those guys would be hurt because that's just right. how it is. <laughs> Because they're the Yankees. <laughs> because that's the luck right now, dude. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, Angelo, for your question. That was fun. That was a fun one. And we like those. I like those. I, I like ending the show like that. I like ending the show on a on a what if. So for next Friday, drop some what if. Give us some dumb yeah. scenarios that aren't going to happen. And then we'll play a game. <laughs> um, Stacy, what do we got coming up on Monday? What to expect from the winter meetings from the Yankees or by the Yankees. And I don't know what to expect. So I can't wait to find out myself. <laughs> we're going to be doing that. We're going to, we're going to talk ourselves through it. Um, as a, as a quick little precursor, I don't think you're seeing Otani signed out of winter meetings. No, I think this is going to get drug out for yeah. a while. I think so too. Just my two cents. Just my two cents. Um, Soto next week stays. Soto. Is he going to get moved next week? It's next week. The know. week. If, he, if, he, does, if he does and he comes here, <laughs> we're going to have to better hit subscribe just in case, because yeah. <laughs> there's going to be some episodes. And yes, uh, depending on scheduling and how things all work out, uh, if anything major happens, we will plan to go live on our YouTube channel if we can. Uh, that is the goal. Yep. Look, I got a day job, man. That's just how it is. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully something happens next week and we can be there live with you so if you're on the youtube side or you're on the audio side come join us on the youtube side hit subscribe uh the link is in the episode description so just in case uh you're always ready we're always gonna drop more content on the youtube side just because it's easier and quicker so yeah. just be ready for that if that happens next week so thank you guys for another week of locked on yankees that's gonna do it for today's episode i'm steve granado and i'm stacy gosulius we'll see you next week